and welcome back to series two of the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last week. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short 10-minute podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined by Jade Burke, editor of My Grapevine, a new personalised content hub which we've just launched. In this week's podcast, the topic of discussion is one which we covered earlier in the week about a firm that imposed a ban on staff for claiming back any expenses that contained meat. Staff working for the property development firm Igloo Regeneration will only be compensated for work-related expenses that they have incurred if the purchase is vegetarian. The firm's expenses policy was prompted by a want from the firm to become more environmentally friendly. Speaking to the BBC, Kate Marfley, who is a development surveyor at the firm, said that the organisation realised that in order for this to work, they needed to have the whole company on board with the concept She explained, we had some justifications as to why this was a good idea, mostly environmental. There were, of course, some reservations from staff, but most of those were based on them being unsure about the environmental impact. Um, Just to kind of put the story into context, this means that if, for example, an employee has an intolerance to gluten and can't find a suitable vegetarian option, if they do end up having to purchase something that contains meat, then they will have to foot the bill themselves. Um, Marfleet continued to say, and if you are somewhere where there is no vegetarian option, then obviously you shouldn't starve. Even if you decided you really wanted a bacon sandwich, then that's fine, but the company won't pay for it. Obviously, as you can imagine, Jade, it's quite a controversial topic and one which has been met with a mixed bag of commendations and um, criticism. So to start off, what do you think this says about the company's culture? Yeah, certainly it's very interesting, but also... Uh, obviously this isn't the first time we've come across something like this. Yeah. In fact, I believe it was in 2018, the shared office space provider WeWork actually told staff that it would no longer reimburse them for meals containing poultry, pork or red meat. The company went on to cite at the time that research had claimed going vegetarian was one of the biggest things an individual can do to reduce their personal environmental impact. And then the extensive research, of course, has proved that a vegetarian diet is better for the planet. According to the Vegetarian Society, eating a vegetarian diet means 2.5 times less carbon emissions are emitted compared to a meat diet. Mm -hmm. Then eating vegetarian food for a year, for example, could save the same amount of emissions as taking a small family car off the road for six months. So you can see the benefits of putting in place a policy like this. But I do think these sorts of policies could cause offence and actually upset perhaps staff members that do want to eat meat and aren't. I guess they don't want to reduce their intake and cut it out completely in this sense. You know, they they are kind of being told what they can and can't eat in this instance and employees may rebel or even leave the business altogether. In contrast, however, before the podcast today, I did have a look at research which found that 40% of millennials are actively choosing to work for an organisation based on its environmental ethics. So this decision by Igloo Regeneration could in fact work in the business's favour, for example, when it comes to attracting new talent and, and growing that talent pool. I think that's a really interesting point, Jade, because as a lot of us know, the younger generations yeah. that are entering the workforce have a far greater expectation from their employers when it comes to sustainability mm. um, and just being environmentally friendly. 
while this move may have had good intentions, one thing which increasingly came up with this story, um, as seen on social media, um, was whether or not this sort of policy is discriminatory. And I know it's something that we were having um, a chat about in the office. But um, after consulting with Karen Holden, who is the founder of A City Law Firm, I found out that under current UK law, dietary requirements to eat meat aren't currently a protected characteristic under the 2010 Equality Act. Therefore, it wouldn't actually be correct to say that a policy to only reimburse vegetarian food is discriminatory. She said, however, a recent employment tribunal has suggested that ethical veganism should be a characteristic protected from discrimination. So it is not so much an extreme idea that the way staff want to eat should be taken into account in the workplace. A dietary requirement is current just that unless for example it's a disability there are severe dietary allergies that could be acknowledged as disabilities and employees would then need to be protected from discrimination on that basis um actually jade this is something that you reported on earlier in the year on yes, hr grapevine yeah. regarding the instruction that employers must do more to protect ethical veganism yeah, yeah, yeah. it was actually a really interesting story to to write and went down really well with our readers and in that case it did conclude in the tribunal that veganism does qualify as a philosophical belief and as such it would be protected under the Equality Act. And I think that really does demonstrate the serious nature of vegetarianism and veganism and may indicate why organisations like Igloo are changing its policies to reflect that, to obviously, I guess, include those employees who are taking that stance and they want to really turn to vegetarianism or veganism. So, you know, while a policy of this sort may be seen to include those who are in favour, as you say, of a vegetarian yeah. or vegan diet, and it might benefit, and it probably will benefit those who already support those views that they want to strive to do more for the planet. What about those employees who perhaps don't share the same views? Does this mean that employees will be excluded, uh, for example, because they choose to eat meat? Yeah, definitely. I think telling employees that they won't be able to expense me, of course, could likely lead to that lack of diversity and inclusivity in the workplace. And I guess that feeling of discrimination will definitely heighten. And that is something that is incredibly important to a number of employees, so much so that research shared by Glassdoor revealed that 67% of job seekers consider workplace diversity an important factor when considering employment opportunities. Plus, more than 50% of current employees said that they want their workplace to do more to increase diversity. So considering these statistics, I'd be concerned that Igloo's decision to not allow meat expenses could greatly impact that diversity and inclusivity that so many companies strive to actually achieve. And I think, sorry to interrupt, but just another point that's just come to me. um, When I was having a look around on Twitter, um, some people were actually saying, what about in the instance that you take a client out for a meal or something? Does that mean that you have to impose your organization's policy on them and could that potentially get in the way of closing a deal or you know business as usual definitely that's a really interesting point and this is actually a a notion that's also supported by one of our hr grapevine readers she wrote into us and said if we talk about the value of inclusion and genuinely valuing differences to attain increased engagement retention and a positive impact on profitability and return on equity, then it is a very dangerous road to travel if our company policies suggest that we do not in fact value each other's differences. Leadership in the modern world is about influencing, not dictating. In my view, this approach to expenses is nothing more than a fashion fad and PR stunt, and that is a very dangerous thing for HR to get mixed up in. 
Yeah, and I think to some extent that reader has got a good point. Um, yeah. But actually, another reader made a comment um, and kind of said, surely the employers have the right to decide which expenses they will and won't pay for. Right. Jade, do you have any thoughts on that? Yes, well, before the podcast started, I did have a look into some research today and just discovered that expense management solution provider Abacus stated that it is down to the employer to set out an expense policy and it's down to the employer what that entails, what it includes. The business said in a statement, policies are the best way to set expectations and eliminate grey areas for employees. The most common cause of employee expense policy violations is due to a lack of understanding of the policy, mixed with a low tolerance for searching out the answer to questions. Therefore, I think in this instance, it may be worthwhile that employees discuss expense policies with their HR leaders to ensure they understand clearly what they can and cannot reimburse so situations like this don't get confused and and people are unsure of what they can actually spend money on yeah absolutely but i think the crucial point in this um as jade just mentioned is that for any companies wanting to um almost shake up their expense policies it's important that whatever is that isn't allowed is communicated within that policy so that everyone is on the same Same page and there's no kind of gray areas about what can and can't be claimed for but unfortunately that's all we've got time for today hr grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content whether that's our daily newsletters monthly magazines webinars live events or market leading research papers so to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your hr issues please visit www.hrgrapevine.com 